Welcome to Hancock Conversations, an Allen Hancock College podcast. Join President Dr. Kevin G. Walters and members of the Hancock community as they explore the stories behind the people and places that make Allen Hancock College the unique hub for learning that it is today. You're sure to learn something new and even have a little fun along the way. Hello, Hancock community. This is Kevin Walther, Superintendent President at Allen Hancock College, welcoming you to another edition of Hancock Conversations. Uh, today we're speaking with Marilyn Cronk, a member of the 1950s classes at Allen Hancock College and a former member of the Allen Hancock College Homecoming Court. Uh, Marilyn, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Great. Uh, why don't you give us a little sense of uh, what Hancock was like back in the 50s? Uh, were, you, were you still going uh, over on the Santa Maria High School campus back then? No, the, that uh, campus with the Santa Maria Junior College closed and then opened over in the new campus, which was then called or began to be called Allen Hancock College in 1954, fall of 1954. And all of the buildings on the campus were the classrooms and barracks from the days of the old Hancock School of Aeronautics. Several friends from Santa Maria Union High School were classmates making this new learning environment far less intimidating experience. Uh, so it was lots of fun to start, you know, a, a whole fresh idea of school over there. That's awesome. Did uh, uh, So it looked a lot different than it does today with... Uh... Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, how did you get back? Know. How did you get back and forth to campus? Well, it, you know, I think there must have been a bus that picked us up because I lived about five or six miles south of Santa Maria at the time. I know there were times that my mom picked me up from school. I just don't remember. Just <laughs> I remember one time a friend gave me a ride home on his motorcycle. <laughs> I got all kinds of heck from my dad <laughs> for that. I can see that because I, I think people don't realize that that back in the fifties and sixties, where the campus is now in Santa Maria, was kind of an outpost. It was uh, it was it was kind of away from everything. Yes, it was. So you were part of the homecoming court back then. Give us a, a little sense of what uh, campus life was like and 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 how the homecoming court uh, was operated. I don't remember how that all happened. I just know that someone told me that I was going to be. On that court, I don't remember how many of us, five or six of us maybe, and um, that was pretty exciting because I, well, I had been uh, a queen candidate the, the, let's see, I guess it was the spring of 1954. I was um, Orca's queen candidate for the Elks Rodeo festivities. Oh, wow. And so I was, I, I think they were, 11 or 12 of us girls that year. I think I came in ninth or something, so I was way <laughs> down in the back. <laughs> but um, that was my second experience to be on a queen court at Hancock. And um, pretty exciting time. Got to wear a pretty dress and all that. So, well, that's awesome. So uh, what was your degree in here at Hancock? It was Associate of Arts. Major, okay. well, uh, I took more art classes yeah. than you know, everything else. Oh, and that, that led you to a, a pretty good career um, here in the community? Well, not so much in this community. I, I continued doing my own painting 
for my own enjoyment and then began to show my work in art galleries and things were selling and I was really inspired by that. I loved doing artwork. I still do it, although I don't show in galleries anymore. But that, let's see, after having my work shown for, I don't know, over 15 years at the Red Door Gallery in Morro Bay, then I kind of branched out and went to a gallery in Los Olivos, and this was probably in the, oh, by then, the 1980s. Okay. And Los Olivos had 12 really nice art galleries at the time, and it was highly respected place to go and look for artwork. So I was really fortunate to have my work shown there. And that was kind of what led to getting into the art gallery management business. And eventually my position as executive director at the Elmore Boy Museum of History and Art in Solving. So uh, how long were you there in Solving? I worked there for eight and a half years. Oh, nice. And retired at 67. And, uh, you know, I, I, we probably should have asked this in advance. Are you, do you still live in the, on the Central Coast, or have you moved somewhere else? Oh, yeah. No, I'm here in Santa Maria. Oh, you're still in Santa Maria. Great, great. Yeah. So, um, well, that makes sense since I saw you at that library event that you wouldn't have probably come all the way in just to, uh, just to hear a Saturday <laughs> no. afternoon conversation there. Now, the farthest I have lived away was in Tucson, Arizona, shortly after my husband and I got married. We went over there and were there for a year and came back. We had to come back. He got valley fever pretty bad over there. Oh, yeah. And couldn't work outside. He was a um, land surveyor and couldn't work outside over there anymore, so we had to come back. Okay. Let's talk about your kids, because you're not the only one who came to Hancock. You uh, you sent three daughters to Hancock, is that right? Yes, three daughters. Two of them went on to Cal Poly, and the youngest one went to UC Irvine. They went on to have you know, successful careers and lives. And, and what is they, it? What they do they really, do? They, uh, well, now the oldest one is um, working with horses that are in, it's like a shelter. She helps to foster horses. She just loves that. She's had all kinds of training in how to do that now. Awesome. Although when she graduated from Cal Poly, she had a degree in finance and um, <laughs> she worked in Savings and loans, offices, okay. things like that for a while. She got married and had a family and and kind of switched ears after that. My daughter, Marsha, went on to uh, Cal Poly and majored in biology, and she worked at, um, oh, I'm going to have one of those senior moments here, <laughs> Genentech up okay. in South San Francisco. She worked up there for gosh, about 10 years, I think, and then she got lured away to work for Amgen down in Thousand Oaks, and then she got tired of that corporate life and just decided on a whole new path, and now she's a dog trainer and just being very successful with that, and my daughter Karen uh, was very involved in Hancock in the dance department there. She just loved that. She loved dance from the time she was a little girl and loved to choreograph dances. And so she was actually a student choreographer there at Hancock for a couple of years. I think she went more than two years to Hancock and then finally went on to UC Irvine. So. But her 
that train that education didn't lead her into um, dance career like she thought it might. And so she went on to doing other things. And now she's a physical um, massage therapist up in Vancouver, Washington, and doing really quite well. She's won awards for her work up there. So, wow. but then look back on her time at Hancock, you know, with really good memories. You know, I, I think one of the underrated parts of uh, higher education is, you know, it, it's not job training for a specific thing. It's, it teaches you how to learn, and you can then navigate your way through the world in different areas just using the skills that you develop from, yeah. from, the, from the critical thinking programs. That's absolutely right. So, so let me ask you: Were, were you here? Um, were you here when they filmed *The Spirit of St. Louis*? I was. That was a really fun time on campus then. We could, at times, go watch part of that movie being filmed with um, James Stewart. So I walked over there one time. I had some time between classes, and they were doing a scene in one of the old hangars there. They show that scene in the movie. They didn't cut it, and so whenever I see that movie, I think, oh, I was there and I got to watch that. But I probably didn't watch the actual scene they used in the movie because when I got there... They were doing this scene, and then they did it again, and then they did it again, and they did it again. I don't know how many times they did it before I wandered in there to watch. I don't know how many times they did it after I started watching the same thing over and over. But I thought, wow, that's pretty frustrating to have to keep redoing the scene, and it looked like it was done exactly the same each time. Yeah, that, that's, so, that's that, an amazing that, process. Yeah. And so that was pretty exciting to have all that happen on campus. So I don't think I mentioned this before when I was talking to Susie and Lauren that the next year, 1955-56, when the yearbook came out, let's see, is that the right one? Yearbook. I was on the yearbook staff as an illustrator, and I did, I submitted illustrations of some of the um, background, like back, um, well, I guess background scenes for filming that movie. They they put up special signs over the old hangars and the old buildings that were still out there along the flight line. So I did that and did character studies of movie directors, that kind of thing, just so kind of silly stuff. But <clears throat> it was used in the in the yearbook. Yeah, and I thought that was kind of cool. When. Uh... When you were here, I'm told that you had a special Thanksgiving event that you hosted. Yeah, that was uh, Thanksgiving 1954. My friend Henry Grennan was, um, I don't know how he got to be such good friends with these, five, I think it was five young men that came out from Ohio. Bill Burke, the basketball coach, brought them out here. But he was kind of coming around with those guys, and we were getting close to Thanksgiving, and Henry said to me, these, these fellows are not going to be able to go home for Thanksgiving, and he would like us to do a dinner for them, and he said, my mom would roast the turkey, but we need to have a place where everybody could have the dinner. He knew I had a, my folks had a kind of big house, and he said, you think that you could get your girlfriends together to do the side dishes and have the this dinner at, at your place. So 
asked my mom, and she said, sure, she would bake the pumpkin pies, and and so we had it out of our house, and it was really a lot of fun. Those guys were really, you know, nice, nice boys, and after dinner, we played old um, 45 RPM records to dance to, and it was a great way to end the evening, and they all piled in their cars and drove back to Hancock to the dormitory, which was the upstairs part of the the best looking building on the campus. I don't I don't think it's still there anymore. No, the, the dorms was, are um, gone. The dorms are the gone. The dorms are gone. Yeah, but they they had to rush back there because they were running a little late. <laughs> but that was really a good memory, and that was so special of Henry, who was so thoughtful, and that's the kind of the guy he he was. We remained friends for many years after that. Well, until he he passed away. Uh, Henry, you know, I've been here seven years now, and and Henry uh, had just left the Board of Trustees and was still such a good friend of the college and, you know, adopted me and my family. And and I can, you know, I I can tell you how those boys got hooked up with him because if you met Henry, he loved you. I mean, that was just as simple as it was. He was such a great guy and uh, still very much missed on this campus and uh, and at VTC and and all the things that he supported uh, throughout Mm -hmm. the year. So really really fortunate to have got to know somebody like henry Um, yeah kind of brings us to the end now they they wanted me to ask just a couple of quick things that you're not supposed to think about okay just tell us just about you so here's the first one so you live in santa maria so you got to have you got to have an opinion do you have black beans or refried beans in your burrito (laughs) refried refried all right and then what's something you could eat for a week straight Oh, gosh. Ice cream. <laughs> ice cream. Awesome. awesome. I have ice cream every night after dinner, so I guess that, that would be the choice. It's good to be retired, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, great. So, Marilyn, thanks so much for uh, for visiting with us. Uh, it, it's fascinating. And, and uh, think about the early days of the college uh, here in its current location. Uh, and to have somebody who's had such a good experience as you. We wish you well. And we wish your family well. And uh, hope once the pandemic stops, we'll uh, we'll see you back on campus again. That would be great. I'm looking forward to it. And thanks so much for talking with me today. All right, Marilyn. Thanks so much. All right. You're welcome. All right. You've been listening to Hancock Conversations with our guest, Marilyn Cronk, a 1950-0 alumnus from the Allen Hancock College. Uh, we look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. Thanks. <laughs>